Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey! Welcome to the Fanatical Elves Show. Part of the Elves Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans. Bring you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Browns fans. We are the Fanatical Elf Show. I'm John, and we got a host, a great new group of guys here tonight on the Fanatical Elves Network. We got Jarrell, we got Steve, we got Sam, we got Noah, and we got Lou. Man, I'm impressed I got all, all your names right. Um, welcome. And you aboard. are again. Uh, I'm Johnny, Ooh. Johnny somebody. Um, I know. Hey, it's it's a Thursday night. We are live here. We are coming to you on YouTube, on the X, on Facebook. Uh, we just love you joining us here on the Fanatical Elves, and our network is growing. And you can see that we are growing by leaps and bounds as we are joined by three new guys who are going to be bringing it here. I'm so excited to have them part of our network moving forward, and they're, they're going to introduce them themselves here in just a moment. But um, you know. We talk Browns. This is the Cleveland Browns podcast. We'll throw in a few things here and there, but we're like you guys. We have Browns conversations, talk Cleveland sports all the time, and uh, we just like the fact that you're joining us. Make sure that you're downloading us on Apple, on Spotify. Tell your friends. Spread the love. It's a Cleveland Browns podcast, the Fanatical Elves. So, yeah, we hired a few new guys. We're so excited. Uh, Jarrell, how are you? Oh, fantastic. How's everybody doing tonight? Jarrell, tell everybody where you're coming from. So I'm uh, I'm coming from Nashville, Tennessee, uh, down in the south right now. But I was actually born in Cleveland, and um, 
you know, so I spent like maybe the first four years of my life there and I would always go back and visit a uh, longtime Browns fan. I got baby pictures in my old Hutch um, gear with the Bernie Kosar jersey and the helmet. So it goes back a while. <laughs> I love it. Love it so much. Cool. And um, Steve, you're uh, you're going to be now neighbors with Jarrell. You're down there in Nashville doing the Dog yes, Pound South podcast. Been here since 1967. How are you this evening, by the way? It's a Thursday night down in I'm Nashville. doing great, man. It's yeah. Thursday night. Uh, knocked out a few tax returns today. Uh, <laughs> hear that ching ching every time I turn on my tax program. Yes, if you need a tax guy and you're living in Nashville, Steve's your Steve's your guy. That's starting my 32nd year of doing it. Bless your heart. A lot man. of money Bless in those forms. Sam, <laughs> uh, down in Texas, our young youngster, uh, how you doing tonight with the cowboy hat? You know, you're bringing. I like it. What are you wearing? The Cooper jersey. What which jersey are you wearing today? Cooper. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's down a- there. It's nice. I got barbecue, so that was yummy. Um, Did you stop eating the but, pretzels? Or are you still eating your pretzels? No, I, I already finished them. Okay. I had like half a bag. I ate half of that at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it's nice down here in Texas. It's warm. It's not cold. Um, it's going to get hot soon. We only got like two more months before we start turning into sludge every time we walk out the door. But hopefully we'll live through it again. <laughs> Sam, you know, you guys know, and some of you, like I lived in Wichita, Kansas for 20 some years. And uh, one of the things I noticed today living here, I live in you know, Columbus now, is it was kind of breezy. I don't know, you guys who live up in Cleveland, you got, it was a little bit more windy today. And I don't miss the wind of uh, the plains in, in Kansas. So oh, it gets windy, it gets windy down here. I know, I know. I used to make that route down I-35 down to Dallas all the time. So, um Sam, nice to have you aboard here. Now you're, you know, you're still the youngest in the crew, but now we got Noah. Welcome, Noah. How are you? I'm not bad. Unlike Sam, uh, it is cold up here. It is windy. We were 50 mile per hour winds today. So uh, coming to you live from the East Bank of the Flats in downtown Cleveland. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Um, you're a man of, you do many things. I know you work with the Cavs and you also work at one of the TV stations in Cleveland and you've got your own East Bank podcast which we're excited to have you include that part of the fanatical elves so thanks for being coming along i'm uh happy to be here man can't wait and uh you know the other thing that i like about this kid is no no one to the college of wooster and most of you know if you listen to any of our shows and i'm i'm from wooster or worcester uh and uh so just, i i just thought that was really cool and uh I'm excited to hear what no one you you have your buddy is it tell me your buddy's name again yeah, his name's Matt. He does the East Bank Sports Show with me. We normally come out every Monday or Tuesday with a new episode. Excellent. I'm real excited to hear those. And then we got Lou Marconi. Lou, welcome. Uh, Lou, uh, of you know, check him out on Wikipedia. Um, Lou, you uh, you you work for Cleveland Sports Talk, like uh, Steve up there, and yeah. Sam. Sam also writes for Cleveland Sports Talk. I think Zach knows everybody. Uh, he has helped yeah. a lot of folks and. Love Zach. I always try to give Zach a, a shout out. I know yeah. over the years, Zach sometimes gets, uh, he puts some stuff out there and, uh, you know, Cleveland sports talk and stuff, but uh, he's a hardworking, dedicated young man. Who's really worked a lot since he was in, in high school, middle school, actually, if you go back a ways 
So I always appreciate him. And I know Lou, you do, and uh, you write mm-hmm. for Cleveland Sports Talk. You do your other shows. So how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. And I'm from an undisclosed location in Geauga County, Ohio. <laughs> so that's right. I'm, I'm in the snow belt. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Appreciate to be around and get to meet everybody. And I'm looking forward to, to having fun and just, it's a blast to do this. I've been a Browns fan my whole life. Actually, I, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to remember the cardiac kids here. That was when I first started remembering because I was seven years old. So, yeah. And my brother was at that game against the Raiders, the second coldest game in the history of the NFL. Was was that one, the infamous yes. Red Right 88? My brother was there. He's four years older than me. I was seven and he was 11. He went with my uncle. So I was about 11 or 12, Lou, when that happened. And I that was my mm-hmm. first. I always tell people that my memory of the Browns, where, where, where my heart started to break, was after that game. Yeah. Um, I think I cried. Uh, it was an awful moment for any young Browns fan. And and it was an introduction to agony that we oftentimes experience, um, over the years. So, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 we could get into that. (laughs) I was negative 30. You're negative. I want to, I want to give Jarrell, I know, uh, Jarrell, you mentioned to me and I, I think this is pretty cool, but I mean, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to, but I thought you're, you have an uncle, correct? That played um, with the my Browns. dad. It was my he, dad. Who his uh Judson, right? Wait, Ju- yeah. Judson Johnson Flint, Flint, who uh-huh. played with the Browns on he was on that Browns nineteen eighty team. Yeah, he was. He played in 80, 81 and eighty two, right? I defensive, think eighty to eighty three defensive back. Defensive back. He was drafted by New England. Yeah. Yeah, we got cut by New England, and then um, I think got drafted in '79, like seventh round, and then coming up around the next year, he got cut. But the Browns had an injury in the defensive back. I think uh, Lawrence got hurt, Lawrence Johnson, I think it was. So they picked okay. him up like week two, and that's how he made the team. And um, he, awesome. I asked him how cold it was that day because you know they didn't have like the Under Armour and all that stuff. And I think he said he had like a couple layers of long johns on, but that was it. They had like I think they had heaters maybe back then on the on the side, but he oh, said that was yeah. easily the coldest that game. That was yeah, easily. Yeah, even Ozzy Newsom said, you know, that usually you can get it out, you can block it out because we couldn't. Yeah, it was just yeah. Was uh, cool. Steve, were you? Did you watch that game? Do you remember 1980? Do you remember that game? Yeah, they had it on down here. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm old enough to uh, remember Jim Brown playing. So, you know, oh, that was no, my, you were there my in the day experience. So my dad <laughs> used to take my brother and I before it got cold because he always had tickets. Oh, cool. He had tickets to Indians games and Browns games. And uh, anytime a client would want to come in town, he'd volunteer. And my mom would say, as long as it's not late October or November, I'll go with you. Yes. And please, yeah. God, tell me the wife didn't come. Because if the wife came and it was November, my mom would have to go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please, her well, butt off. We we have a lot of a <laughs> lot of different experiences that we could all share, and I'm that's part of I think that's really in, in, intriguing about our group here, and I'm looking forward to hearing again what your show is, what you what you bring, and all these uh, experiences that you guys have all had personally. So I think that's really great. Um, let's get into. Let's talk initially about, you know, we a little bit, we left off last week talking about draft needs and free agency. Free agency is right around the corner here. we got the combine coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Let's start with free agency. Um, 
I know, Steve. Yeah, Steve, you talked a little bit about wide receivers um, that you were considering that were out there on your show earlier in the week. If you want to start us out maybe with a couple that you think and then get it, anybody want to dive in there. It all depends on what they're going to do with Amari Cooper. I mean, right now they've got uh, six, seven wide receivers already on contract. So, uh, you know, I just pitched a few guys, you know, the higher money guys. Um, I'm more now started looking at some of the backups, you know, somebody to replace uh, uh, Marquise Goodwin, because I don't think he's going to be back. Uh, yeah. It's a shame. Uh, I, I like the signing. I loved his speed. But uh, age and injuries, uh, you know, that uh-huh. kind of all catches up with it. I know, I know the media is out there pushing for uh, uh, Gabe Davis, yeah. which would be a nice pickup. You know, you, I you talked also about Diggs. You may even mention Diggs for a second. Really? Didn't you uh, mention? I don't think so. No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Diggs. Okay. Oh, Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Because we okay. all know. Oh, the trade Andrew show. I'm Barry sorry. likes to trade well, that second round pick too. for a wide receiver. I mean, that's <laughs> what he's done the last two years. And I dare anybody here tonight to say, oh, yeah, I knew he was going to do that. Nobody knew he was going to do that. <laughs> when he traded for Elijah and, Moore. Yeah. 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 You know, Cooper the first, two years ago and Moore last year. Yeah. So he could do it again. Mm. I, you know, why not? Uh, I, I've heard that uh, Stefan Diggs isn't that happy. Uh, his mm-hmm. production fell after uh, Dorsey got fired. Yep. Uh, and wide receivers love their production. So it's a possibility. And then you got to look at teams that are, are kind of in cap trouble. Yeah. Of course, you know, you're going to have uh, the Chargers. Uh, Chargers the, in deep trouble. So Mike Williams. In, yeah. Mike, yeah. Williams? Mike Williams. No. Yeah, we've talked about Mike. Um, he gets hurt every like two seconds. Right. Denver <laughs> can't, in, get in, get, can't even get in his car without like hurting his shin or something. Bro. <laughs> what do you say about Denver? What do you say about Denver? Denver, they're like uh, forty-five million dollars over the cap. So with Jerry, anybody Judy. want Jerry Judy? He was yeah. a big topic last year at the trade deadline. <laughs> You um, see that a lot well. too with um with this team. I feel like you see these guys that keep coming up, you know, year after year, eventually mm. weasel their way onto the team. That happened with Elijah Moore too, so I could yeah. see that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, the, some of the other guys, Devonte Adams, no, thank you. Um, T Higgins, Tyler Lockett, and not really T Higgins on no. him. I don't see. Brandon I don't see. I don't see Cincinnati let him get here. I see Cincinnati. Yeah. Like, like I, I talked to um, Jack Duffin about what yes. happened, what to do, and what they're probably going to do is tag him and trade him. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. And they won't but, trade him to the Browns. Sorry. No. Sorry, no. Browns fans. Why would you Not let happen. your division rival get better and yourself weaker? It wouldn't make sense. So, yeah. Yeah. The Bengals also, the Bengals got like $60 million in money to spend this year. So, uh, we're going to beat the Bengals. I think we might as well trade them. I mean, and, you know, so uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, he's a possibility. Uh, there's been no, some grousing since. The, well, there's been a little bit of grousing since the Super Bowl was over. So who knows? <laughs> anybody on? Anybody see anybody on the Dolphins or the Saints? They want Saints again are in cap hell. Eighty three uh, million dollars over. They're the in cap. the. They're in cap hell every year. Doesn't yeah, know. <laughs> and they they make it right by the time the league well, year starts. It's like, weird. What, $40 million to Derek Carr. I could have told you that yeah. wasn't going to work out. Right. Yeah. 
So, well, you know, and the, the Stefan Diggs thing, the bills are like $51 million over the cap. Wow. So and they can't are, pay everybody. And we're like, what? But aren't we are, what are we over? We're 19 millions over the 19 million over the cap, and, and but a simple restructure of Deshaun Watson and poof, you've got like 30 million. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, it's it's so, very manipulable. Okay. What yeah, about malleable? Yeah. All right. Joe. Well, let's touch on Joe Flacco. I know we've all talked about him. And Steve, you've even mentioned this. Other guys, Jalu, I know, like, do we keep, I mean, do we target him? Do we still go after him? He's 39 years old. I'd bring we, back Brissett before bringing back Flacco. Okay. Yeah. Younger. I'm with you yeah. on that. Yeah. It's I just, just like, I, I love Flacco. Thank you for what you did, but no, thank you. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks for throwing two interceptions back to back in the playoff game. Right. Thanks a lot, Joe. Six sixes. Big I knew it was all a conspiracy, damn it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> oh, it's like, all rigged. Damn all Baltimore Radbird. Come on now. Oh, hey. keep keep in mind too, that game, we the defense got us stopped the start the third quarter. We were driving. And if we would have yes. gotten a score, we would have been within one score of that yep. game. Yep. It completely yep. unraveled. It, the same thing happened in Los Angeles against the Rams. It completely unraveled like just it, the beginning of the fourth quarter. It's yep. like, oh, that's it. So Yeah. Somewhere. But I gotta yeah. give I mean Joe credit. I mean, he did he did get the Browns in a position of the fans all oh, hyped up. I was at the Jets game. I was at the Jets game when they clinched, and I had my wife yeah. with me. She didn't complain about the cold. So, <laughs> so it was fine. there you go. No, she dressed for it. She she's she's tough girl. I mean, she's married to me. So well, it's funny to think you <laughs> I, know the Jets. Yeah. Steve. I don't really think Joe Flacco is gonna be available. You got eight new head coaches in the league, hmm. and you've got on this list of bridge quarterbacks. Uh, so you're, you're looking at uh, Gardner Minshew. Uh, you're looking at uh, Ryan Tannehill, anyone? No, thank you. <laughs> if he doesn't go to the Steelers with Arthur Smith. Right. Oh, please, please do it. Please. Please, please bring Tannehill <laughs> to Pittsburgh. I would oh, love it. Oh, please. I mean, you know, but, you know, your, your backup quarterback list isn't the greatest in the world. The only one I would be even thinking about is uh, Jameis Winston. And that's about really? it. All the other ones are just. How old you know, is Jameis Winston? Yeah. I, think, I think he's like 40. He's, he's, he's like seems old. He was, he was drafted one overall. I want to say, what is that? 2013, oh, yes. if I'm shooting off the hill. 2013, okay. Yeah. yeah. See, the, the backup quarterback list. He's Isn't thirty the in the world. He's, he's, he's 30. thirty. He's 30. Okay, so you know, he's, he's almost twice your age, Sam. Almost, yeah, almost. <laughs> um. All right, let's uh talk draft here for a little bit. Okay, yeah. so we got the combine coming up. I guess I would like to know some of the guys that you guys are looking at. To be, honest, I haven't looked a lot right now. I mean, I've caught some of the Senior Bowl and some of the different things. Um. Like like your takes on who do you think? I guess one. I know Sam. You've been doing some research on uh, some much. of the Browns' needs and and pushing out some of your mock drafts. Uh, I know you you spent a lot of time with that. So and I know we talked a little bit about it last week. So what are some things? Let Sam. Let's start with you. What are some uh, guys that you're looking or you're targeting at, at a particular position for the Brownies? It, it, uh, I'd say defensive tackle and probably offensive tackle. A lot of tackles. Okay. Uh, there's Boring, some really good, no. What? <laughs> Boring. There's some really good. I'm kidding. It's a great. It's a great tackle right draft. Now. I mean, I mean there's come two on. Out of Texas that are great. There's one out of Ohio State that's decent. Buckeyes. Um, 
There's one at LSU is pretty good. There's a lot of good defensive tackle talent in this draft. Okay. And if we could, I mean, if Tavondre Sweat falls to our spot, that would be incredible because I think Tavondre Sweat won the Senior Bowl best performer. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so he's like insane. I don't think he'll fall to the Browns. I think in all the mock drafts I've run, I've had to trade up to like 41, 42 to get him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I assume now that he's performed in the Senior Bowl and done all that stuff, I bet he'll fall even more to possibly a first round pick. So I don't see us getting him. Um, but just mm-hmm. defensive tackles and offensive tackles. I think there's some pretty good players out there that are definitely capable of falling to a place for the, where the Browns can pick them with that second. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Uh, any of the other guys got anybody that you're, you're thinking about like right now, as far as draft needs, I'd like to ask, I'd like to ask the question of our, our yeah. new members. Sure. Yes. Um, you guys, you're looking at this team going forward. Uh, and I I'm talking about just the draft. Um, what do you think the and you know each answer and 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 uh, give me your opinion? What are the Browns' three biggest needs? To me, the three biggest needs would be defensive line, um, like okay. Sam mentioned just now. I think wide receiver, but Andrew Barry picking wide receivers kind of scares me after the last couple picks that we've done. The David Bell's, the um, Cedric yeah, Tillman. Cedric Tillman. Thank you. Um, you know, we have these the hype for these guys, and then they turn out to be, you know, let's, back let's up. Not forget, let's not forget yeah. Anthony Schwartz. He's still that too. <laughs> How can you forget him? <laughs> yes. So um, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. To me, oh, picking receiver is is sketchy with Andrew Barry as much as I love him and everything he's done for the team since he's become our GM. Um, and then I would go O tackle too, um, mm. Jedrick. You know, I'm not a big fan of him. I played offensive line in college at the College yeah. of Worcester. His yes. effort, the Fighting Scots. Yes, sir. <laughs> His effort, point blank period, um, pisses me off sometimes. Uh, some of the right? things you see him Damn it, do. Come on now, play the line the right way. Come on, right. man. And I love Jack Conklin, and I think the locker room and the guys around him like Jack Conklin, but he's too hurt. He's too old. He's too past his prime. Yeah. Yeah. I like Dewan Jones. Luke? I like that find. Yeah, I like that. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that isn't that a good pick? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I heard when I was I was I when I heard his like size, I was like six eight, three hundred fifty pounds. I'm like, geez. Um, <laughs> Big Thanos. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, Thanos is right. I do see them looking for a receiver, possibly early, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see linebacker too, because the only linebacker starting linebacker we have under contract mm. is. Yeah, JOK. So, because I mean, I don't see maybe Walker comes back. I see Taki Taki coming back, but it's hard Mm -hmm. to say. And could you see Eichenberg from Ohio State coming here in a Mm -hmm. mid round? I've seen him in a few drafts to the Browns. Yeah, that that I have. Being an Ohio State fan myself, too, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Well, considering we had such a huge drought of 50 some years or something that the Browns have ever taken two more than two Buckeyes in a draft, that we yeah. did that last year, but it would be nice considering that they're just two hours down 71. But but I think the strategy that Barry's going to do is similar to what he did last year. You're going to see trades and free agent to fill those needs, and then the draft mm-hmm. will be a different strategy. I think he's not going to use the draft and rookies to try to expect to come in and start and perform at a high level because this team is pretty – I hate to say it, it's a, it's, it's a deep playoff roster team. 
Mm-hmm. I agree with yeah. healthy. So I don't see him thinking like, Hey, I'm going to draft a guy in the second round. I need him to be a pro bowler. He's not yeah. going to do that. He's not going right. to do that. Um, we, we did that. We did that shit in 99 till 2019. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not right. Jarrell, right. So, yeah. what you got anybody? No, I would agree. I would say linebacker. Cause when I watched the games, I thought that was probably where the defense was the weakest in the middle. Cause Schwartz mm-hmm. with, with the D line and with the secondary, he was mm-hmm. able to pretty much just go man up across the board. None of that zone mess that you kind of had with Joe Woods, where there were a lot of the broken coverages. I would just like to see another linebacker or two to pair with um, JOK. Cause he looked completely different from 2022 to 2023. Oh, he God. was flying all over the field, making plays. It looked good. So I I would say that the linebacker is something that I would probably like to see in the draft and and maybe another offensive tackle because, like you said, we do have the age issue with some of the offensive tackles and we had a lot go down. So it'd be nice to kind of replenish some of that Mm -hmm. roster. There you go. We're going to let's let's take a Let's take a quick break, Steve, and then we'll be right back here on the Fanatical Elves. We'll finish our discussion about the draft and then we'll talk a little bit about something about the old stadium. All right, we'll be right back. This is the Fanatical Elves Show. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How do you like those commercials? We're back. Love them. <laughs> I just love the fact, you know, it's it's cool when you hear back, you know, your audio of the podcast and you actually have like real commercials where they're selling real products. You know, you kind of feel special, um, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, that's what we're here for. We're making the mega bucks here on the Fanatical Elves show. But we really need all of you and you Shuffles. guys that are new. You need to spread the love, spread, spread the word about the brownies. Tell them about the Fanatical Elves. We need you to download. By the way, you need to listen to our show for more than 60 seconds. I found that out today. So you just need to hit the download oh. button, 
hit it for 60 seconds, and bam, it gives us a download. We need that so we can make Boku money and we can all become rich and famous. So Boku. please do that. Listen to us on <laughs> Apple, Spotify, anywhere you have Browns, uh, Cleveland Browns podcasts. We're there. We are the fanatical elves. Okay. Uh, Steve, I cut you off. That's okay. Um, we're talking. I was draft, just gonna so. uh, gonna agree. Linebacker. I mean, you've got you've got JOK. You got two special teamers, uh, Diabate and Fields, and two guys I've never heard of. So uh, that's your linebacker crew going in right now. Uh, I would even venture uh, not signing, re-signing Harrison Bryant and going with a tight end. This draft is filled with day three, number three tight ends. I mean, you can't go wrong with some of these guys. And tackle, offensive tackle. I'm sorry, James Hudson, you're a wonderful person, but the experiment is over. They need <laughs> been, another You've been saying tackle. that for a year or two, right? I, I know. Well, I said it. Also, I said it about Tommy Togiai. Bye-bye, Tommy Togiai. Yep. So, I mean, you know. All these guys got married last summer, too. I feel really bad, like Harrison Bryant. You know, we talked about that in one bet podcast. And Togiai like, got married, Togiai too. Togiai got married, too. I know. Yeah, well. You know, this is a billion dollar a year business, and all that counts is the speaking of uh, hot topics. Just before we get into the last topic about the Cleveland Browns and the stadium and all, I'd like to get your perspective on everything that we just saw the spectacle that was the Super Bowl. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelty bumping in and knocking over his coach, Andy Reid, uh, for Kermit the Frog, Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, all these guys. You know, was it all it was, it's all like said, and you know, everything was. I don't know. You know, all these conspiracy theorists and Kansas That's the way they drew this, it up. And they, they go into Came this overtime perfect. that was weird and they new rules and stuff. So like your your takes on it. I'm so tired of Kelsey and Te, Tre, or whatever her name is. Um, Trent Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I put a, with, don't mess with my girl, Taylor Swift. Come on. Man. I put out a meme. He's and from it was Nashville. Taylor's, I put out a meme as a joke and even send it to Zach at Sealy Sports Talk. He put it out too. It, it was it was obviously an AI of Taylor Swift at 300 pounds and it said Tater Swift. Oh boy. That's crazy. <laughs> it was funny as hell. And he thought it was funny. Everybody thought it was funny. It was just a joke, people. Because yes. actually the comments were just like, oh, you're a, this is a <laughs> one Don't one mess person, with Swifties. Oh, oh my God. She's like, Swifties I, 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 are I, I, powerful. I, yeah. Yep. Well, she said, it, she said it's beneath. She said it's beneath you to make fun of overweight people. I said no, midgets are beneath me, and they're not safe either. I'll oh boy! Oh, <laughs> she didn't like that. Yikes. There you go. <laughs> Talk about being oversensitive. It was a joke. Relax. Right. <laughs> so the, the overall let me just like so were you surprised by the outcome? Does every did everybody no. here predict that? No. no. No, I put no. money on the Chiefs and won money on the Chiefs. So yeah, I, mean, I was surprised. Far. I was oh, surprised yeah. there were seven field goals, seven ah. by both teams. I, I had no idea. I was surprised I, it was scoreless in the first quarter. That was surprising. Me too. That. Yeah, yeah, that's surprised me. Yeah, Jarrell. I thought that the 49ers were the better team, but I didn't trust Kyle Shanahan. But if you look at like this Chiefs team. I think the Bills were the better team. They just couldn't beat them. I definitely think the Ravens were the better team. They mm -hmm. just couldn't beat them. And I think this this year was really just an example of experience. Why? Me, yeah, Jarrell, Why? Why do you think that? It, like with with Baltimore, I mean they're freaking Ratbirds. Okay, 
why yeah. why is that because i mean every year they kind of get to that point and i don't i've never trusted them i never think they're going to go <laughs> even though everybody else in the world we talk about this all the time on the shows here that like i i just don't think they're ever going to get that far why is that you think jerell um i hate to say it because i like them but if you remember that they had the number one seed against tennessee a couple of years ago and i live in nashville and you know yeah. they went up in there and beat them down so yeah you know, I don't know if it's the quarterback. I don't know if he's, they're calling them like the James Harden of football. I don't know if I want to go that far, but um, uh, I do think that the regular season success, it really means nothing because they were beating everybody down. They were beating on their chest. They were talking yeah. trash. And then when it counted, you, you pretty much came up short tremendously. So Well, they, they lost their composure against Kansas City. You could say that's it. That's I mean, you know. Kansas City got in their heads. It started at the the pregame warmups with uh, Kelsey and Mahomes messing with the uh, ah. uh, Baltimore <laughs> kicker, trying to put his uh, kickstand next to him, and they kept picking it up and throwing it away. Do you think it's important then? Let me. I, we talked about Steve and Sam. We've talked about this before, but I want to hear from the other guys too, and Sam, uh, you as well. But do you think that you know we've talked about the Browns' success and what the Browns need to do? moving forward. And a lot of us have talked about this idea of the Browns winning the division, which they haven't done in what? 30,000 years. Um, 89. Right. 89. So, I mean, how realistic is it? I mean, it's going to happen at some point. Is it going to happen this next year? And is that, is, is it more obvious that that's more important because the Browns need a home game or does home field advantage not mean anything anymore in the playoffs? I guess that's when you're in Cleveland. You think so? Yeah. I mean, depending on who you're playing, if you're playing Dallas, who plays in a dome half the season, then yeah, it's going to mean something. But if you're playing New York, who's freezing half the time, then no, it's not going to mean as much. It's Mm -hmm. all depending on who you play for if home field advantage is important or not. Okay. Um, Lou, Lou, you got something? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I was saying winning the division, I think, is very possible. Um, Every team, I mean, every team in the division had a winning record the one team that won the division mm-hmm. had their starting quarterback healthy all year we mm-hmm. didn't Pittsburgh didn't Good point. Cincinnati yeah. didn't we stay yeah. healthy we can win the division I'm not predicting it but I'm thinking if we stay healthy we can and when you look at that team we have yeah if if you look at that schedule damn I mean it's it I mean I know we don't know when they're playing what but the teams on that schedule this next year are I I mean just on a glance it looks tough now, every season, I mean, things yeah, can every- look tough, but okay, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's still February, so you have no idea. <laughs> you know, no six idea. months out from the season, you could be real nervous, but, you know, when... I'm always nervous, <laughs> damn it, I'm a Browns fan. <laughs> no, I'm... You know, you, know why, you know why it doesn't matter? Just look at last year's primetime schedule. How many times did you see the Jets and the Giants on TV, for God's sake? <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. God. Yeah. <laughs> 100%, right. Oh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers lasted four whole plays before he <laughs> no. got her. Those memes are my favorite of him running out with the flag, and then it's yeah. just like him walking back to the locker room, and that was his yeah, year with the Jets. I love it. it. That's After great. all that hype, and I remember because the, the Hall of Fame game, we we were playing in Canton against the Jets. Oh, that's right, whole yep. game. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, Jets, all this hype and all this stuff, and I'm like, for God's sakes, it made me sick. It and was almost know. as bad as when they showed Taylor during the Super Bowl every other uh, <laughs> yeah, Travis yeah. Kelsey play. Oh, oh, come on, it was 54 seconds. 
That was 54 seconds too much, Steve. Super Bowl oh, parties are brutal, especially when Taylor Swift is there. Oh, God. <laughs> well, most of the time, All people right. at Super Bowl parties don't watch football, and they don't know no. anything about football. And right. it's, no. just, it, it's annoying. <laughs> they right. don't shut up. <laughs> so it's, Damn it, we're here to, to watch Bowl the football party. game, not the commercials. <laughs> Yeah, they, they're oh. just talking and yapping, and you're trying to hear. There's maybe me and like a couple other husbands, because my neighbor, I mean, our neighbor, my neighbor had people over, and and it was just me and a couple other guys that actually knew what was understood the game and knew what was going on. And yeah, most people were there to drink, eat, and socialize. Right. So, mm. Or drink that anyway. peanut butter whiskey. Man, that was oh, good oh, stuff. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm personally offended by that. I, what I said. I mean, what uh, I said. No, no, what John said about peanut butter was oh, 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 come on, man. <laughs> We're just you. south of Kentucky and they make some of the best freaking bourbon in the world. And you're going to stick peanut butter in it? Jeez, <laughs> why don't you just get a good bottle of, of bourbon I'm, and get you some peanut not, butter? I got okay, so I you're telling me I got to get become a bourbon drinker now. Bourbon's yes, you should. There's some bourbon, excellent yeah. bourbons. Out. Bourbon's kind of a slow, sippy drink, right? Kind of, you kind of. I, I'm not a drinker. So, I mean, okay, I'm drinking. Yeah. Yes. It's that, a that slow song, sippy, smooth, as, smooth as Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> right. What? All right. Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. Jack? I hate Jack Daniels. Oh, so, no, thank you. I'll no. stick with anything from Buffalo Trace. Last. Right. Hey, I want to throw out one last topic and then final thoughts here before we leave everybody tonight. Next topic. I, Lou wrote this article for Cleveland Sports Talk a while back, and I know we've all talked about it. And, Mm-hmm. Um, I was ahead of the curve. Yeah, the city. So we we were talking about it last week because it was the big news that came out a week ago about this, yeah the Browns had this extra location in, in Brook Park near this near the um, airport. Um, yep. Where I mean, Lou, I'll start off with you. I know you talked about it. You you talked about it a little bit off air. Where are you at with everything with the stadium and what do you how do you see this? playing out and i want to hear from everybody else from, from what i'm hearing and the buzz that i'm getting from everybody else it really it's it's a matter of okay the city's not it's not their top priority but the haslam's need to move on something because this is a four or five year project well mm-hmm. the the lease expires at the end of the 2028 season so if they're going to have anything done it has to be done by uh by opening day which would be august Pre-se- opening preseason uh-huh. August of 2029. Okay, that's that's five years from this from August, five and a half years from now. Uh huh. Okay. So something's going to have to happen. I see. Where if, if they're going to break ground somewhere else, you, you're talking a big complex project. You're talking five years to get mm. it right. So they're gonna. It's probably going to be a dome. It's probably going to be at that location, and they're going to try to make it as nice as possible to lure Super Bowls, Final Fours, WrestleManias, all kinds of events mm-hmm. right there at the airport, have hotels built, have things built mm-hmm. to to really bring it in. Because I've been to other places and other states, especially I've been to Foxborough. And that yeah. that next to Foxborough, it's like there's shops, there's restaurants. It's really nice. Wow. They could do something like that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. a huge thing in Foxborough. Okay. It's still going to be the Cleveland Browns playing on Brook, you know, basically in front of Cleveland Hopkins airport. So yeah. it can be done. I think that's what's going to happen. Now they were talking about funding mechanisms. The syntax isn't going to do it mm-hmm. there. Well, think about this back in 1995, when Modell left, they had to extend the syntax to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Well, gambling's now legal in Ohio. Mm-hmm. So is marijuana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess no comment. 
Yeah, well, J- well, Jake Lloyd brought this up on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show today, where he talked about in Minnesota they were able to fund their stadium completely by using this. It's like a slot machine type of game, but on an iPad, and they just go and play it in the bar, and you play the one or two dollar games, okay. just a local bar, and yeah. just pay, and that would fund it. And and he said it, they made so much money they actually ha- they, they they paid the bond twenty years early. Okay, so it's just it's just yeah. interesting that it could be something like that in Ohio. Yeah. So these are people that are just showing up at a bar and playing one or two dollar games. Yeah, not, you know they're not going to the casinos to gamble in itself. Yeah, so there's different ways too, of mechanisms. Too many to smokers there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's people freaking out saying this is Art Model 2.0. No, it's not. Shut up. <laughs> you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I lived through it. I was 22 when that happened. Yes. They, I mean, Sam, you weren't born yet. I'm not talking down to you, man. But I remember because people don't know this or people don't remember this. He announced the move to Baltimore the day before we were voting on the syntax extension. Do you? I mean, that's that is a oh, fact. That's right. Yeah, he did that. Yeah, and it passed. Yeah. It Barely. passed 80-20. No, it passed 80-20. It went 80-20. Oh, I thought it was 58, uh, oh, 52 no. to 48 or something. Like I was going to say it was pretty high. Yeah. yeah. The, the new, well, you're talking 52-48 was when they first had the syntax to build what is now progressive field. Yeah, what, uh, that's what talking, okay. Yeah, yeah. What I'm okay. talking about was when because the news broke early before the f- official announcement, it got oh. leaked out. So the mayor came on TV. He's pissed. He's saying, yeah, oh, yeah. Mike White. People came out, they voted 80-20 it passed. Mm-hmm. So he still had three years on the lease and he, we passed that. So we said like, hey, he can't leave. Mm-hmm. So that's how, that's how we were able to have our leverage to keep the team. Yeah, so if, yeah, people, yeah. if people want to talk about Cleveland Browns football and talk about like usually people would apologize to me when they find <laughs> out I'm a Browns fan. And I said, well, wait a second. You know, we have eight world championships. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. We do. Yeah. Four, four AFC, four NFL championships before there was a mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Yeah, yep. it's like ancient history to them, but things happen. I'm right the there with you, Lou. Things happen before in the world. 18 Hall of Famers. Yep. Okay. And we are the only fan base to fight to keep their team and win. Yeah. Period. So everybody, all of them out there, this is my final thought on it. STFU. All right. <laughs> Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Yeah, that's what it, it made. Yeah, for 20 years, we had to wait because basically what happened was, are you familiar with Southern Methodist University in Texas? You probably are, Sam. Yeah. You know, talk SMU, about Southern yeah. SMU. SMU. Do you remember that, what happened yeah. to that program? Oh, yeah. Death we got penalty. the death penalty. Yeah. Right. We got the death penalty is what happened. That was the death penalty to us because we had to, we, we, Al Lerner got that team in September of 1998, and we had to have a team put together and field them up by August of 99. That's mm-hmm. insane. Plus, we yeah, had to they build rushed a everything. We yeah. had every, the stadium. The stadium itself was rushed. Everything. So what we had to do was completely. Yeah. At least we don't have the uh, the trough rebuild in the stadium. I'm no, 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 we don't. But but I'm saying like the, the stadium we have now is a complete piece of crap. That was in the article. It's it's not it's not a good building. It was obsolete. When Can we get rid of the, those little midges, those little bugs that come off the They'll lake? Go I'm away. Really tired. I get those things come the in October. And, oh my god, yeah. they drive me nuts. I get snake bugs. <laughs> They're like the most. Oh, it's awful. Hey, no, what do you think about the whole stadium stuff? Yeah. What? So for me, as a, a downtown Clevelander, right, um, one of the biggest appeals to moving down here post college and all of that is you know, to walk to the Browns games, to walk to the Muni lot, to walk, you know, progressive. And I still call it the Q and it'll always be the Q to me because I was in it when they won the championship. Um, So to me, the stadium not being on the lakefront isn't what I want, 
I do agree that they're probably going to go with the Brook Park location. Like it's probably already settled on the back end. Um, I don't know about you guys. I've been over in that area. What is there? And I know that they do development and stuff like that. Jerry world. You talked about Foxborough, all that. There's like nothing like the Maui's factories over there. There's nothing over there other than the airport. All kind of gentlemen's clubs on Brook Park road. Right. Well, I like Bagley. Right. Bagley Road isn't too far away. I like the I like the Olive Garden right there. Yeah, the Olive Garden. We'll right. Go to the Olive, Olive Garden. Garden. There used to be an old friendly Olive Garden. To me, for for the local economy and everything that you know, I pay into with like my tax out of my paycheck right now and all of that. You know, it thrives on brown season. You know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. seven a.m. and you have people selling the bootleg merchandise on the corner, and I live blocks away from the stadium. Oh, I love You're it. tailgating yeah. across the street from me before yeah. I even get up to go to the Muni lot. Yeah. <laughs> to not have that. I take the rapid from Green Road. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. It's cost. It's, just, it's so much cheaper. It's easier. hundred percent. Yeah. That's what I do. I get it. Well, the, the, let you guys know. Like, so where we're talking about building that stadium. I mean, I get on there at, at the, I come up from Columbus. I get on the train right there at uh, the, the, the Puritus. Exit right, right, the one after the airport exit, and take it in yeah. from that direction. That's a very popular route. A lot of people park out there, park at the at the airport, and go into Cleveland that way on Sundays. So yeah, yep. Go ahead, man. To, Sorry. To me, it would just be really weird. And I know they'll still be the Cleveland Browns. A lot of NFL teams do it this way now for, you know, the plot of lands and stuff that are available. It would just be really weird and not feel the same to not have that energy in the city. Yeah, Monday morning. I agree. And it'd be over there in Brook Park. And there's nothing wrong with Brook Park. And I'm fine with it. And it makes sense to me. But you're right there, Noah. Like that's pretty. Though. Yeah. You're, you're the idea that you're there. I mean, you see it. Like, uh, we yeah. don't see that. I mean, we, we, I mean, Steve and Jarrell, you're in, you're in Nashville and watching the games, you know, at a local bar on your TV. You know, Sam's down there in Texas. We don't get that energy. I mean, I, I get it when I go up. I, you know, I think Lou, you got season tickets too. I mean, we you come in the terminal tower, you make that walk down, you know, East Third or you know, or East Ninth, if you're you know, West Third, mm-hmm. um, or you go, you know, the whole, you know, it's 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 a great energy. I mean, it's you right. don't see that in, in a lot of a lot of places. You know, you go to Kansas City, um, you know, you you pull in the Arrowhead, it's just these huge damn parking lots that you know, and they and they they do some pretty good tailgating there, Buffalo, you know, they you know, but it's not the same sort of cultural sort of thing that you get like you you're talking about no and and that's the biggest thing i think you know with the location being on the lakefront and you know a stadium always being there and stuff like that yeah not having something there would be really weird i think for the city in general um i don't know it just doesn't feel right to me even growing up like living an hour outside of cleveland not you know coming up off the shoreway or whatever and seeing the stadium or anything. It, it just doesn't feel right. It me. seems like that's a real, but I mean, that's something that I, I would think that the, the Haslam's and people are really taking into consideration. Obviously this it's business and it's money and everything, but I, I think your points are well taken. I think there's a lot of mm-hmm. Browns fans that feel that way. I've heard this too. Like they're going to develop that what that what that lakefront, but without mm-hmm. that stadium. But they might put in a smaller ten thousand seat stadium for women's outdoor soccer, mm-hmm. high school games, other events that would that would be more 
uh, feasible because to uh, have a, an 80,000 seat outdoor football only stadium just doesn't make economic sense. It doesn't. Yeah. It is a hike to get into Cleveland Brown stadium right now, yeah. regardless of where you park. So I agree with that. But you part know. of that energy too, like when you're coming in from the flats, but like for when yeah. us, when you're coming down West third and then you hit that bridge and you hit that under, you know, the, you know, the under thing where you go under and then everybody's yelling, here we go brownies and it echoes and, you're, and then you're crossing. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing. I mean, even when I was a kid going back to the, you know, uh, 1980s, you know, I, that, that was, I mean, the old stadium, it was the same, you know, walk and, you know, the same energy and, uh, Something you'll always, I always remembered as a kid. So, Sam, you're the kid in the group. What do you think about all this with the stadium? I think it's interesting. I think the Browns, I think stadiums are focal points for a city. I think it's an economic boost. I mean, if you look at the area here in Arlington, if you look at the uh, place where AT&T is, Mm -hmm. you can drive on the highway and watch it develop into a good big area and then it kind of de- yeah. under de- develops into normal and so yeah. we've built around at and I mean we've got two ballparks a million hotels I mean there's three of them now um, AT&T itself whole bunch of development and stuff I think it's important especially next to an airport I think now that gambling is legal too they're going to have mm-hmm. some fun with that but I think it's great for the Browns I think and just great for the city in general yeah Jarrell, what do you think? I mean, you're down there in Nashville. They have the open air stadium. You think yeah. the Browns are leaning toward the, this dome? You think, or what, what? Where are you at with all this? Well, they're building Tennessee's open air, like you say, and then they're they're building the dome, but that's because they want ah. Final Fours and Super Bowls and all of that. That's but I forgot about that. Yeah, I think about the last 25 years. There's only like three or four dome teams that have won: the Rams, the Saints, the Colts. Yeah. Am I forgetting anybody? I think that might be the list. So okay. now I'm sure at some point every dome in the NFL or every stadium in the NFL will eventually be a dome. But I feel like in the AFC North where Baltimore plays outside, Pittsburgh plays outside, mm-hmm. Cincinnati plays outside. Mm-hmm. I do think there's an element of if they make it a dome, you're going to lose a little bit if you have to leave the dome and go play in the cold. Mm. I do lose a little piece of that grid, just a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, but I do think they could get one if the stadium is in need of renovation. I went to the Titans game this year in week three, and I guess it was exactly. the Muni lock where all the tailgating is. And I can tell you down here in Nashville, it's nothing even close to that. <laughs> I never nope. saw nothing like that in my life in terms of how, nope. how many people it was, how big the lot was. And it was just all you could see was orange and brown. So I guess if they do have to leave the city, that I wonder if that element will still be there, that energy. Yes. Like, um, I would just prefer not to see a dome, but I get why they would make it just because of the economics of it. Yeah. yeah. Steve, you're a, you're a tax attorney. What, where, where are you at with all this? I'm <laughs> not an attorney. You're <laughs> a tax guru. For right, you're not for right now or calling me an attorney. No, Jarrell's uh, uh, right. Uh, they're going to break ground on uh, the 28th of this month down downtown Nashville. Um, uh, the unique thing about Nashville is you really don't need a lot of tailgating. You just walk over from the entertainment district, Second uh, Avenue, and uh, yep. Lower Broad. I mean, they have two bridges. They have a walk, uh, a bridge that you can walk on, and a bridge they close down to vehicle traffic. I, yeah. I mean, you know. The one thing about a downtown stadium is you got to have the hotel occupancy. 
I don't think Cleveland has the hotel occupancy. I know Nashville does. They've got a convention center that's like five, six blocks long. Yeah. And, you know, they can host a draft and have 600,000 people come to it. They can have three Taylor Swift concerts and still have hotel rooms available. I mean, you know, that's what Nashville does. Yeah. They do big events. Um, I agree with uh, Jarrell about the Dome Stadium. Buffalo's building a new stadium and they're not putting a dome on it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I agree wholeheartedly. A, a Where dome, are they building that know, stadium in Buffalo? Across the street. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're kind of doing what Nashville is doing. Nashville is doing it on the other side of the parking lot. Okay. So, um, <laughs> and, you know. It's I crazy just, because, yeah, I've seen some games. My daughter went to school up there in Buffalo, played at the University of Buffalo. So I've been up there a few times when they had five feet of snow. And, uh <laughs> It's it's always an interesting uh, environment, especially with all that, you know. Well, you you two, Lou and Noah, you both grew up in the snow belt, so you know a little bit about snow. Yeah. That uh that Patriots Bills game, I think it was two seasons ago, Mac Jones's rookie season. It was like oh. negative twenty, the goalposts mm. were moving, it was like ten to three. I was at that game. Oh my gosh. The lower bowl. It Ooh. was not fun whatsoever. <laughs> so <laughs> you brave heart, and, I know. Yeah. And that stadium is not good. So good for them to build another one. The you think first energy, <laughs> sorry, Cleveland Brown Stadium's bad. Yeah. 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 Not a fan of that out. Buffalo Stadium. Well, let me I've get never been to it. Let me get your final thoughts tonight. Uh, before we get to there, I just again, you guys are great. Um, all of you. I'm I I just I'm it's always cool. I you know, we we do this podcasting for the fun of it, most of us, you know, all of us. Uh, we're, we're not in for the big bucks, but, um, we, we love talking about the brownies and, and the thing is that you guys, um, and if you listen to all of our podcasts coming up, um, you'll know that, you know, these guys know a lot about the Browns and Cleveland and, and, uh, they have, and, and if you're a Browns fan, just tune into us, you know, Apple, Spotify, um, you know, we had, we got Jarrell here and, uh, Noah and Lou and, um, just excited to have you aboard here, the fanatical elves. And, you know, we've only been doing this for about a year and less than a year. And Steve and yeah. uh, Sam joined us a little bit, a little bit ago. And, um, you know, the f- folks at fans first sports network um, talked to me, you know, a little over less than a year ago, and they are a growing product. They used to be part of Fox, you know, that whole thing that happened and they've got, we've got affiliates that are growing all over the place. Um, They've got established affiliates in Pittsburgh, Boo, uh, and the 49ers, uh, the New York Mets, all sorts of things. But um, the guys there that run it, Jeff Hartman and Brian Davis, um, and a f- bunch of folks out there in San Francisco are doing a hell of a job. So we're just glad to be part of that and glad to include you guys here. Um, final takes tonight. Uh, let's go around. The- we'll start with the with the new guys. Jarrell, uh, anything you want to share out before uh, before we let everybody go? Um, well, I think I definitely think the Kansas City Super Bowl victory, when I look at their team and how they won, you know, Kelsey was their number one option and Joku really blossomed this year. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was already said on the call. I really don't think that they're that far away in mm-hmm. terms of the roster construction. Um, they went 11 and six with a plethora of injuries. I do think if you had a healthy Watson or a healthy Chubb, that Texans game probably goes a little bit different. Damn, so, I missed Nick Chubb. 
you know, me too. So, so I do think yeah. that they're that they're in a good position. I don't think they have to retool much. So it'll be interesting to see the kind of moves they make and, you know, get back everybody healthy for uh, the upcoming season. So I'm looking forward to it for sure. We're we're excited to have you on board too. Thank you, Jarrell. Noah, I'm gonna go back to the stadium. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is a hot take, but as Uh-oh. a Clevelander. I am so ready for a dome to be put on that stadium. Bring me the WrestleManias. Bring me the Final Fours. I'm ready for all of it. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, enjoy the Cavs game. Is it Cavs, Cavs play tomorrow? No, they're on no, all No, 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 no. It's All-Star, 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 All-Star weekend. weekend. Oh, All-Star weekend. Where am I? My God. Well, I've only been working I don't know, week, you know. where you are. I had parent-teacher conferences. Parent conferences tonight, so that it, it just took a lot out of me. Come on now. I'm a, I'm a school counselor. So. <laughs> they won last night. Cavs won last night by yeah, three. Yeah. yeah. Did. How did they turn game. that around? What what happened there, Noah? They were losing most of that game. They uh they went on a scoring run. Um Kobe White just missed the final shot. Really, that was all of it. They just kept you know I'm playing. personal they, friends with with Dean Wade. You know, Dean Dean and I are buddies. I got a picture really? last year. We yeah, his I think I told you that over the phone. But his coach in high school, he and I uh, know each other, and and so we text quite a bit over the during the season. So I always get the inside scoop on, on Dean's thoughts. He's probably my uh, my favorite role player on the team right now. I love He's Dean. Yeah, big part of that bench. Big, yep, yep. Um, no, great to have you aboard. College of Wooster fighting Scots. Yes, sir. Join him on the up. East Bank on the East Bank show coming up at a so stay tuned. Uh Lou Marconi. Yes. How are you, uh, final takes tonight? I'm gonna say this. Uh, I I'm going along with Jarrell here that I think 2024, there's I think. I'm getting this sense from the national media. There are already a lot of negative stories about the Browns. Like there's this BS story that Watson could face a further suspension. Oh, yeah. That's, I that's just, that today. I, I just texted, I, I messaged it in the Cleveland sports talk chat. I said, that's just clickbait BS. Cause yeah. Tom Pelissaro, when the, the first suspension came down said, this is it, this is it. Yeah. Unless something else comes out in a different period of time. Yeah. That, but no, be this, he's going to be deposed, and because I think there's still one case pending, that's yeah. procedure. So there's nothing, and this is all speculation. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of speculation and stuff. I, I don't think Nick Chubb's going anywhere. I really yeah. don't. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I see most of this team staying together, and I see this team being poised to make a run. The interesting thing, and I don't want to take too much time, was one of the things that I learned from Jack Duffin, who's a salary mm-hmm. cap expert. Yeah, as, as long and people want, want to. Go negative on the Haslam's. That's fine. But the reason why this is sustainable and we're doing what we're doing is because they're restructuring contracts. He's paying out the money to do it. Mm-hmm. That's why it's sustainable. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Paying, yep. he, he has the cash to do it. The Roonies don't have the cash. The Browns don't have the cash. And I don't know about Biscotti in Baltimore. I don't know if he has that kind of money either. He mm-hmm. might, he might not, but if we stay healthy, I don't, I don't see it out of the realm of possibility of winning mm-hmm. the division. I yeah, don't. yeah, I don't. So that's excellent. Idea. Excellent. Thanks, Lou. Mm-hmm. Glad to have you aboard, too. This is going to be great, a great, great mm-hmm. time. Uh, Sam, Sam, the man. Sam, how you doing? You ready Good. Yeah, Final I think takes. the Browns. I think the Browns could have gone. Honestly, I think the Browns could have won 13 games if they didn't get hurt last year. Easily. I think the Browns easily could have been the one that. seed if we just. I mean, we had chances multiple times where we were uh, like, well, mm-hmm. weren't we half a game behind the Ravens a few times? Yeah. And so I feel yeah. like the Browns, I mean, 
if Watson stays healthy, if Chubb stays healthy, and this defense, you know, a secondary can maybe figure some things out. Maybe we can figure out some things on. Uh, well, I mean, the, the Seattle line. game's a prime example of that, Sam. Like, I mean, we yeah. should have. The, the Seattle game was was ours, and we just a doink off the off the helmet um, on a concert on a controversial play call. You know, losses that 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 game. Did you know we could have if we had actually played any that? players, we could have won no. that Bengals game. I mean, like we could have easily won thirteen games. And so I do believe the Browns have a decent chance at least making the wild card. I mean, winning the wild card. Mm-hmm. And I think we could make an AFC championship if everyone just stays healthy. And Kevin won a coach of the year. So he's obviously pretty decent at his job. Two of them. And so I think the Browns definitely could make a divisional round uh, berth and yeah. possibly win that. Well, and it's, it's not. Yeah. I mean, when we've been there, I mean, go back to 2020 and the pandemic and all that, but we did make it to the divisional round and played the chiefs. And, you know, if uh, things went our way, the ball bounced a little bit differently and we stop uh, their backup quarterback from going third down and long on a, <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's uh, ancient history. Um, Sam, Thanks, nice to have man. you here, buddy. Thanks again. I mean, I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you weren't munching your pretzels too much during the during the show, but you know we're Fritos. I love the yes. fact that we're all over the world. We span the globe. Sam is in Texas. Jarrell and and Steve are in Nashville. Uh, Steve, final take. All right. First of all, Super Bowl play calling is very important. <laughs> hey, everybody, how about that? Number two, special teams. Oh my goodness, the San Francisco kicker missed a kick. Who would have thought that would have happened? <laughs> Um, we won. That's how salary we cap. I am also a big. Dis- I am. I. I learned a long time ago as an accountant to learn what the NFL salary cap is about. Yes. I agree wholeheartedly with Jack Duffin on all of his takes. And the yeah. one key thing, and I keep. I've. I preach this on every podcast, John. Uh, there's a little thing called upfront cash, and it takes a rich owner to do it. Yeah, it's in the salary cap. The owners can't get rid of it because the players will never agree to it because it's money that goes right into that player's account as soon as he signs on the dotted line. They paid more than $50 million of any other team in the NFL, upfront cash. So like who says, this is very sustainable. Salary cap is easy to manipulate, hard to maintain. You got to have a great GM. You got to have a front office that knows how to write a contract. And you got to have a filthy rich owner. And Jimmy and D just got their last $4 billion check from Warren Buffett's company. So mm-hmm. he is, he is, is 4 billion that much. He, yeah. Yeah. That was the oh. last payment. He was getting yeah. 2 billion a year. See, the reason I know that is because his brother is the former governor of Tennessee and they actually report on that down here. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was so, like a dispute uh, with the uh, value or something. They were in oh, they worked that out. Yeah, <laughs> they worked that out. They settled it, which means uh, uh, Jimmy uh, probably had to pay a little fine. But you know, he's probably <laughs> rummaging around in his uh, sofa for some change or something. But it is sustainable. People don't let anybody else tell you that that they're kicking the can down the road. No, that road is a long road. So don't worry about it. Uh, and I agree. This yeah. team is all they got to do is get depth. And yeah. Never like one well, of the guardrails. You don't pay for depth. And we're that's gonna, what the draft is for. 
we're going to be talking all sorts of things coming up. And these guys are going to be bringing their own shows, their own takes on the combine, on the draft, on the free agency uh, market as, as it starts opening up here. Uh, we've got all these new shows. Um, Jarrell, what's the name of your show going to be? Tell me again. What are you looking I, at? I, I, I'm still working on it. I haven't, okay. I haven't decided. I'm still working on it. And um, Noah, what's yours going to be? Your the East Bank, the East Bank Sports Show. Excellent, excellent. And then Lou, what you're you're going to be trying to do some daily stuff, maybe like a daily. Yeah, I was going to do a daily daily update show, and I was going to call it uh, Burning uh, Burning River Brown Stock. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah, Burning nice. River. Yep. Yeah. Sam's Sam's bringing the Browns breakdowns. You can bring anything else. Here I'm really yet. proud of that name. <laughs> I love that name with the breakdowns. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan. And it just is short. It sounds great. That's cool. I like it. I need to get it trademarked. (laughs) And then Steve, Stevie, Stevie up there. um, You got the Browns uh, dog pound South. Cleveland Browns dog pound South podcast. I bring in perspectives outside of Cleveland. We love it. Uh, Join us all. We got Elliot who's not on the show tonight. Who's bringing the Cleveland Oracle speaks. I've got my own Johnny Cleveland show and, you know, we'll have some special shows, breaking news, all those things coming up when we have the draft, free agency. So stay tuned. Look forward to hearing all of you guys coming up in the next several weeks. And uh, thanks again for joining us here on, on the show tonight. Everybody have a great night and go Brownies. Go Browns. Here go we Browns. go, Here's Brownies. Here we go. Here we go.